Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership, where we connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important topics to help us on our journey towards greater significance. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask a guest, go to masterleadership.org for more information. Until early 2022, Kayvon Tucker was the global head of manager and leadership development at Google. Part of his job at Google involved coaching top executives to be better leaders as they help grow the company. Before Google, Kayvon worked at Amazon and Netflix, where he also coached leaders on how to adapt to hyper growth and tremendous scale. Kayvon has also had the opportunity to coach Apple, Tesla, Facebook Meta, and LinkedIn executives. Now, he is the CEO of Consciously. Our interview will continue after messages from our sponsors. Have you been wanting to launch your podcast and just haven't found the right resources? I launched Master Leadership Podcast in 2016, and it now ranks in top 1% globally. I've gathered all I've learned and created Master Your Podcast in a Weekend course on Master Your Swag app so that you have everything you need to share your voice with the world, minus those excuses. So download Master Your Swag app on Google or Apple platforms to access the Master Your Podcast course and launch your podcast this weekend. Okay, Von Tucker, how are you? I'm well, I'm well, I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. So we're happy to have you. Are you ready to pour into our listeners? Yes, I'm feeling grateful and very much looking forward to sharing today. Well, I'm excited to have you. So tell us a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now. I guess my path to leadership started when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember at a very early age being able to identify like people being authentic or not and that got me really curious about human beings when I would see some people around me saying things that I knew weren't true <laughs> like thinking about my grandma uh, or my mom like oh that's interesting I wonder why she told a lie and like not having the judgment of that yet but just being curious and then that led me to psychology mm-hmm. I was like this deep curiosity about human beings uh, led me to study psychology in undergrad. And then after undergrad, you know, you are encouraged to do something else because feeding yourself with a bachelor's in psychology is pretty (laughs) difficult to do. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, well, I got to do something else with this degree. So I went into organizational psychology and I went into that primarily because of the learning component. And I was like, oh, okay. So I can help people learn acquire skills, help them in their jobs, help them with their careers, just through learning. Uh, Let me go see what that's about. 
you know, and for years I, I did a bunch of different things in the learning and development space. And then eventually hit my, uh, what I call a leadership crucible, where I looked at my days and I looked at myself and I wasn't fully satisfied. You know, in some ways I was kind of miserable. And so I said, hey, I got to do something about this. So I started on my own little journey of self-exploration and self-discovery, got a therapist, got a coach, and that led me to coaching and that led me to manager and leadership development. And so after, you know, one of my mentors who was essentially helping me learn how to facilitate manager and leadership development, he just remarked that the way that I facilitate was very coach-like. And he suggested to me to go to a coaching training. You know, like, do you know what coaching is? I'm like, I have no idea what coaching is. And so, okay, go to coaching training, call me in the morning kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I did. And I walked out of that three-day experience, which is like the very first course in this whole program. I walked out of that three-day experience feeling like I had found my life purpose. I'm like, wow. oh, this is it. This is what I'm here to do. This is who I am. This is who I always have been. I just didn't have the words for it. But now I had some tools. And so in the coaching training, there's different tools that they introduce you to. And one of them is around purpose. Um, They call it fulfillment coaching. And in that, I was like, okay, this is the work that is adding tremendous value for me. And I would love to share this with the world. So shortly after going through my first coaching training, I started my own business. I had zero clients, but I got it. I went and grabbed an LLC because I knew that this was going to be the channel for my future. Right. So that was about seven years ago. And today, you know, I'm a full-time leadership development professional and full-time leadership and executive coach. And I use Consciously, the business that I founded with my wife, as a channel for that. So I am centered on essentially helping leaders do the same work that I'm doing still today, which is figuring out who I am, what is getting clear around my purpose, and moving leaders closer towards that, supporting them as they find and fulfill their purpose. And, you know, what makes that important for us is that my wife is a psychotherapist. Um, We both have learned through our own journeys and through supporting our clients that when people are clear on who they are and what they're here to do, they create more good for themselves, for the people around them and for the world. And so that's the game that we're playing. We're in the game of creating greater good in the world and using leadership development and coaching as a channel for that. That's a big game. It is a big game. (laughs) I appreciate you noting that. Yeah, it's a big game that I have been walking into for years now. Mm -hmm. And as I get closer and closer, I get more bold, which is kind of cool, too. Oh, that's awesome. Now, you skipped some parts here. You you with Google. You've worked with Amazon. Tell us a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, these these are important notes in my career. So I appreciate you bringing that back. You know, the amazing thing, and this is, you know, when I first started going to therapy to learn more about myself, I had the wisdom at 28 years old or so that said, hey, I imagine that if I just focus on developing self-awareness, the good things will happen. And shortly after going to therapy and doing some healing work, Netflix reached out to me. I'm like, I was at Southern California Edison at the time. So I'm like, what does Netflix want with this guy who's working at a relatively unknown organization in Southern California. So I had to take the call, took the call, got the job, had a great time doing manager development there and assessment development there. And then shortly after I was there, right when I was getting an itch for something more for myself, something closer to my purpose, Amazon reached out to me. 
This is all through LinkedIn, amazing place. And Amazon said, hey, do you want to focus on manager and leadership development as a part of your job and support thousands of leaders and travel the world and facilitate everywhere? And I'm like, uh, yes, <laughs> sign me up for that. Sure. I mean, I'm like in my early 30s at this time, right? So this is, like, this is amazing. Like, what kind of job opportunity is this? So I did that. And I had a lot of fun. I got to facilitate around the world to leaders at the highest levels in at Amazon and AWS, like super high scale leaders um, running billion dollar businesses and organizations. So that was an opportunity of a lifetime. And uh, I'm sure you know a little bit about this and other leaders who are listening know a little bit about the woes of being on airplanes all the time. And so after about 18 months of me being tired of flying, I love it to facilitate. I just didn't want to have to fly all the time all over the world to do it. Google reached out to me and essentially said, hey, Kayvon, looks like you're doing some good work at Amazon. Do you want to run your own little shop supporting another organization? And I'm like, well, that sounds like a great next step for me. I'd been doing this work. I'd learned a lot at Amazon. I worked with some really senior people in the space. And so now this was an opportunity for me to break out and do my own thing, but on a smaller scale, but for a company like Google. So it was like a perfect mix, right? right? Of course, yeah, I had a nice to say, net there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, Amazon, Google. Like it's. I had no bad choices, which is a great place to be. So I said yes, and I had wanted to work for Google for years, and Google was kind of a goal of mine. I wanted to work for Google for many reasons. So they offered me this amazing opportunity to set up a shop in manager and leadership development for their recruiting organization. So I had to say yes, and so I did that, and I did that for just a little over three years. I very recently left Google to focus on the business that I started years ago. Um, I was slowly building it and now we are full-fledged and we are bringing on the coaches and all these things. But the work I did at Google was out of this world. You know, one of the things that I'm most proud of was building a program that helped 400 managers become coaches. And that work was transformational, not just for each individual, but for the organization itself. And so that's something that I got to hang my hat on before I exited. Um, so now it's, I'm like all coaching all the time, helping leaders shift into coaches as leaders, helping leaders become more coach-like, all these amazing qualities of coaching. I, I would love to integrate into leadership. The work that you're doing helps organizations become sustainable because you can coach leaders, but if they don't know how to coach, it's just not sustainable. That's exactly it. And that's what I call transformation, right? You can pay for coaching, but if the leaders don't know how to support their direct reports growth, right? Help their direct reports figure out like what they want. How do you align your values to the organization's values, right? How do you support people as they get what's important to them and also get what's important to the organization, Helping leaders develop. This is about leaders developing leaders. Most leaders don't have those tools. And so it's a part of my mission, not my full mission, but it's a part of my mission to equip leaders with those tools. We can just raise the performance, the vibration, the consciousness of organizations. Beautiful. You're speaking my language as you're, yeah. as you're talking, the vibrations are coming through. <laughs> yeah, we're on this podcast for a reason. Yeah. You're doing deep work. You spoke about consciousness. One of the words that you use, curious, and I just finished a training on the importance of curiosity and leadership. Mm. And you spoke about having been trained in psychology, you know, social emotional development is key to leadership. Mm. 
So the work is really important. Your purpose is to enlighten, really, to lift the vibration yeah. of leaders. Mm-hmm. You also spoke about healing work. Yes. Um, and I'd like to talk about that, if you don't mind, because okay. here's the thing. I am very much an advocate of people healing before they lead, or at least have that awareness that they need to do it because... Yes. I've been on the receiving end. I've been on the giving end of people who haven't healed. And mm. you know where that goes. Yes. So, yeah. So what led you to healing work? And why is that important in leadership? Yeah. I love this conversation. This is the conversation my wife and I have all the time. This is why we started this company. So I'll take a step back. You know, my wife's licensed clinical social worker. She's a therapist by trade. Talk therapist. She has other tools. You know, my background is on psychology. Both of us study psychology, study human beings, but my focus has been on learning and leadership development. And it's just through our conversations, we started to realize that when you focus on healing, people naturally, but indirectly become better leaders, right? And when you focus on leadership development, people naturally, but indirectly start to heal, right? So we're like, well, what's the nexus? The nexus is self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Right. Self-awareness helps people become better leaders and self-awareness become helps people heal. It goes both ways. Right. So if you focus on self-awareness, which was my journey, I said, hey, I'm just going to focus on self-awareness. I naturally became a better leader and I started a healing process. What makes this important in leadership for me is when you have not done the healing work. I say that with air quotes because we're all continually on a healing journey. We all have more healing to do, more work to do. But when you haven't recognized that that's a part of your job as a leader, what you end up doing is sharing your hurt and your pain with everybody around you. Talk about it, yes. Yeah, the hurt that you feel, you give that to other people, right? So the way I look at leadership, what leads people to be more positive is the same as what makes people Uh, have less negative impact on others, right? So if you focus on, okay, well, when people look at me a certain way, I feel something, Yes. right? And that's because of some unhealed work, right? Right. But let's say you're in a meeting and someone looks at you that way, then what do you do, right? And we know that lots of leaders will lash out, you know, they'll say something that might end up hurting that person. And that totally didn't need to happen if that person had done that healing work. There's emotional regulation that you learn. You learn to get in touch with your body when you do healing work. To be able to talk about your emotions in therapy, you have to get in touch with them. So now that you're in touch with them, you sit in a meeting with someone, someone says something that rubs you the wrong way. You can be with that and say, oh, that's interesting. Huh, what do I want to do with that? Mm. And if you get the healing tools, you say, oh, well, let me just take a breath. Because this isn't about them. This isn't about me. This is just about something that's happening right now. Let me take a breath. Let me come back to myself. And then let me respond in the ways in which I want to respond, not my hurt wants to respond. Then you just keep moving on. And you have a nice positive meeting instead of the meeting getting derailed because someone's feelings got hurt. That's a part of what makes this important. Well, I love the work and it's so needed. It is quite possibly one of the hardest things to do, which is why people push back on it. I, I yeah. Right. So this is great stuff. Where can we connect with you? Best way to connect with me would be LinkedIn, Kayvon Tucker, K-V-O-N-T-U-C-K-E-R. 
You can also find me on Instagram where I share maybe more personal things. And that's consciously underscore Kayvon. You can also find my organization that's growing at consciously.one or consciously.one. Those would probably be the best ways. If you want to reach out directly, you can email me at connecting at consciously.one. Love it. Thank you so much. Now, as a lifelong learner, Kayvon, what are you learning right now? Mm, I love that question. A lot of things come up for me. There's a lot of things that are happening in the world. And what I'm learning right now is how everything is connected to relationship. I coach around relationship to self, relationship to power, relationship to money. And I'm also realizing people's relationships to goals, people's relationships to other people. There's a paradigm shift happening. People are becoming more aware or more conscious of their relationships to other things and themselves and how important realizing the relationship is and in doing the work to ensure that you have a healthy relationship with the things that you have in your life. Relationship to time is a big one for leaders. And so for me, I'm working on my relationship to goals. You know, I'm building an organization from the ground up and I'm learning that having goals that stress your people out, that stress you out are not good goals. Rather, I want to have goals that inspire people, goals that motivate people, move us forward, but don't drive us into the ground. And I worked in enough tech companies to see how that plays out. And we're, we're seeing how that plays out now, seeing all the layoffs and seeing how goals aren't being met and the impact of that. And so I want to build a different kind of organization. I'm realizing that my relationship to goals as a leader needs to change and is changing. I'm working on that now. Beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Now, when you think of leadership today, what most concerns you and what are you most hopeful about? All right. I'm going to use a big word that a lot of leaders will have a reaction to, but that's okay. I want them to have this reaction. I think it's good for us. (laughs) Um, My answer to those two questions is the same, which is love. I see a lack of love in leadership. And, you know, there's all sorts of challenges that that creates in the world and in organizations and with relationships to work, relationships to people. And I'm also inspired by the potential that if we can shift leaders to consciously lead with love, we can change the world. And again, that's back to the game that I'm playing. I want us all to be playing a big game. And if we want to change the world, we got to learn how to lead with love and we got to learn how to talk about it. Yes. Be open about Come it. It's not, like not, we don't need to be in the shadows about loving the people that we work with. We spend all day with them. Why wouldn't we want to love them? Right. right. I tell myself and I tell my clients, I won't coach anyone if I can't love them well. I just won't do it. There's something between us. I'm like, oh, this isn't working because I'm having difficulty loving you well. I don't deserve to take your money. And I feel like it's the same for managers, leaders, directors, VPs. Like, if you don't love your people, you're not leading them well. In my opinion, you don't deserve to lead them, right? And if you can't lead them well, then it's time to go or time to let them go, one or the other, because no one wants to be led by a leader 
who doesn't actually like love them. We all deserve that. We need that. So that's what I want to see more of in organizations is leaders leading with love on purpose. And using the word. Yes. Yes. Use the word. Don't not such a scare. We, we use it with everyone that we care about. We care about our teammates. The leaders I know really genuinely care about the people they work with. But they're scared to use the word. You know, they're scared of HR. You know, they're scared of what it might mean. And I don't want to get in trouble if I tell people I love them. We got to move beyond that. Yeah. Powerful word. And I love that you're bringing that up. In all my trainings, I embed that love. And I say, you know, I'm going to use the four letter word. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Love is certainly the highest vibrating emotion as humans. And so Mm -hmm. it it is is the most powerful. Yeah. And it's something we need to tap into for transformation for the purpose of elevating other people. So thank you so much. I am so excited about this. All right. So Kayvon, we have a question from a former guest. Sure. So Jason Greer wants to know, he says, everyone wants to be a leader. Why you? Well, first I want to say that everyone is a leader. Not just everyone wants to be a leader. I believe everyone is a leader in some way, shape or form. And the leader that I want to be, I have become by choice. And we all have a choice to stand up and say, you know what, I've had enough, I'm doing what I want to do. And if people want to come along with me, fantastic. And if you lead with that kind of purpose, people will join you. People will be like, well, man, that person is up to something. Let me get on board. And if you're loving them well as you're leading, then you'll get more and more people to join you on your mission. You'll be able to do more and more. And so I believe that I've been put on this planet for at least a few purposes. Right. And leading with love is one of them. And I'll yeah. do it my own way and it, with my own tools and my own approaches, but that's the part of my purpose. All right. So as a listener of this podcast, what's a question that you would like a future leadership guest to respond to? Like, what are you curious about? You know, I ask leaders this all the time and I, I get some good answers, some powerful responses. I really want more leaders to be thinking bigger. And so my question for other leaders is what's your vision or dream for the world? And what are you doing today to move that forward, to make that a reality? There's a lot of opportunity for us to make this world better. And I want leaders to be connecting to that vision that they have for the world and see themselves as a part of the change. This is a big question. This is a deep question and it doesn't surprise me given all the stuff that we've talked about already. So I'd like to get a crack at this. What's yeah, my please. The world and what are you doing today to move that forward? You know, when I think of this, I think of one of my I am statements, right? So I am a full spectrum abundance center for divine use and distribution, mm. like a merchant vessel bringing divine supplies. Oh, I laugh with joy at days to come. Love that. That's what I live into daily. That's one of my I am statements. And it's similar in that our purpose is to come into awareness and continue to grow and then bring people along, right? Yes. And it's all about how you lead yourself. Thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. (laughs) Well, while we're sharing, uh, I know we danced around it. One of my statements that I've landed on is I am the loving whisper. It reminds leaders that they are most powerful when they are purposeful. 
that's one of my learnings. Beautiful. All right. So is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? I know you have varied audience. A couple of things I want people to be aware of is you know, I run this company called Consciously and we're obviously like we're running business, we're developing our client base, but there's this passion that I have for building a collective. We're not just hiring coaches. We are building a collective of like-minded, like-spirited, powerful leaders. So for anyone who's out there who wants to be in community with other folks who like to have these kinds of conversations about moving the world to a more positive place and creating more good in the world, I'd say reach out because this collective will be the way that we create the world that we all are seeking. Um, power in numbers. So we're working on building that collective. And so we just need to get on your website. Get on the website, email me. So consciously.one, O-N-E. Yes. Beautiful. Well, my friend, I want to thank you so much mm -hmm. for adding love and value. <laughs> thank to you. Me and to our listeners, it's been a great conversation. Thank you so much, Lily. This was a joy. So glad that we crossed paths in this way. Yes. In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.